0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Platitude Era podcast. In this episode of the podcast, we will be reviewing the movie Angry Birds 2. So we want to thank everyone that's listening to us, whether it's on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, what have you, by searching Platitude Era. And thank you to those of you that are watching us on YouTube, searching Platitude Era. So uh, the way we like to talk about movies is we just... Not only review them, but we like to go into discussions and talk about so many little details. For example, we like to start off with marketing. I mean, how effective was the movie at making us go to the movie theater and, and watch it? Uh, how effective was the marketing for you? It was absolutely stunningly perfect. So as a little bit of a
1: backstory. So when you, ha- when you go to the Regal movie theater, sometimes they give you offers for like, hey, see three movies and you'll get the digital copies for them. So it's like, hey, we pissed away our money with uh, Men in Black International. Hey, Spider-Man Far From Home was really good. I like that. I'll see that two times in the movie theaters. (laughs) And then Regal Unlimited comes out and it's like, hey, I'm paying for for this fee to get to see movies for free and I still have to watch Angry Birds before I can get a free copy of Spider-Man Far From Home. I'll bite the bullet and uh, I'll watch Angry Birds. I'll I'll piss away 90 minutes of my time on a Sunday morning just so I can get a free copy of Spider-Man Far From Home. So if you're asking me about the marketing, I'd say the marketing was excellent. Yes. The only reason. <laughs> Regal did their job. Sony, not so much.
0: The only reason we saw this movie was because if we watch three Sony films, Men in Black, International, Angry Birds 2, and Spider-Man Homecoming, we get all three for free when they come out on on digital. And
1: well, I only want the
0: one. We only want the one, but we have to see all three. Yeah, but I'm getting all three.
1: If I can just like. You know, to save Sony some money because they need it because of, you know, all the A-listers that they have in this movie. And I was like, you know what? Keep your men in black. Keep keep your uh, angry birds. I know you're having a tough time at the box office this summer. You keep those digital copies. I'll take my far from home.
0: Yeah. And uh, so that's the marketing. So we got our butts into the seats. Now we transition into the story so the story pretty much is uh if you've seen the trailers and read the posters they give you a really good synopsis well i mean i i haven't seen the trailers i just read the posters for enemies where the angry birds angry birds must join forces with their rivals the pigs to defeat a common enemy so it's pretty much playing on the the enemy of my enemy is my enemy or the enemy of my enemy is my friend so it's it's one of those things and uh what'd you think of the story uh it
1: felt very eh? like i mean the the story's kind of basic it's uh hey remember when we were b- enemies in the last movie well there's an even bigger threat for this movie and we need to join forces to to uh to to, to, to defeat our common foe which i mean you just described but uh, i mean outside of that i think it's just a bunch of like slapstick com- comedy skits or, or whatever just loosely tied together to eventually lead to what can be called a plot, I suppose.
0: Yeah. um, This movie, it seemed like it was made for the social media generation. The movie was very fast and uh, it had a lot of things that related to people of the social media generation. For example, it starts off with prank wars. The pigs and the birds are doing their prank wars and that's very popular in social media. A lot of YouTubers and a lot of people make their videos called Prank Wars or Prankage, and and they get a lot of views that way. So it does that. And then it's got, like you kept telling me at the theater, uh, pop culture references.
1: Yeah. Uh, So I'm confused because, like, this movie has a high score on Rotten Tomatoes. Right now, this movie is uh, 71 with the critics and 85 with the audience. And I just wanted to look into it. Hold on. Give me a second. You don't need to cover for me. I just... (laughs) and uh okay so i looked at it so this movie's a sony movie and it has a lot of pandering to young kids it like you know has like pop culture references a very fast pace because uh this movie's made for dumb little idiot children who like Fortnite and like picking their boogers and eating them <laughs> so this movie has like is written for dumb idiot children and feels like a, mar- a cash grab but the emoji movie was probably the same thing we never saw it but it was a cash grab that just you know was lowest common denominator bullshit movie for me that's what this felt like but the scores are really high for no real reason i i can't understand it i think what, it feels like the same bullshit i like that everyone complains about
0: I, I think one of the things that that helped with the score is that they got a, a respected cast in this movie uh, but, uh,
1: like, I'm going to say the majority of them were in the last one. Uh, didn't that movie get a shit score?
0: I don't remember. I think that movie did well enough to warrant a sequel. I know this one, uh, the box office, wasn't as impressive as the studio might have hoped or everybody might have thought because based on the popularity of the game, as well as some of these key actors, uh, Jason Sudeikis and, and Josh Gad. Uh, they're very...
1: The first movie has a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes with the audience at 46 Oh, my God. So I don't know. I don't know how they got duped the second time around. I don't get it. I'm sitting in the movie theater. I'm like, okay, you just, like every time this f- fake Family Guy or incompetent right, like people who were like who used to work on the Cleveland show, who are like, hey, we work for Sony Pictures, and you know, just make Family Guy but for kids or whatever, because there's like a lot of cutaways and stuff, like to like jokes, you know, and a lot of like music stings to like '80s nostalgia music or whatever, and it's just very like. It's very surface level the humor, just a lot of like, eh, let's get a quick laugh out of people and I remember like a lot of the time the movie theater was pretty silent and like just I don't a lot of the humor would like just fell flat even for the kids for the most part like the only thing that worked for kids is a slap a slapstick joke here and a slapstick joke there.
0: Yeah, I think maybe it didn't work for the kids cuz they try to walk that line that uh Pixar and Disney does where I mean, not to go into that great big detail, but just to like brush stroke it where they try to make something that was for both adults and kids. So kind of the story was something that adults would appreciate a story and they try to put in the humor of kids. But, you know, kids have such a short attention span that while they're trying to develop the story, uh, the kid's mind starts wandering because they're like, no, I I, I want to see the jokes, I want to see the shiny stuff, and you're taking too long to get there.
1: Yeah, but, like, going back to how I hate Sony, everything <laughs> feels very surface level. Like, you say it's for both, ch- like, kids and adults. The only way it's for adults is, like, hey, I remember that reference. Hey, I remember that I, – I know that song from the 80s. My, <laughs> I grew up with that song. Like, that's about as far as it goes for, like, working – like, it doesn't have – like mature adult themes or whatever it's it's not like oh this is a good story it's hey i remember that that's about it i mean that that's all it is like the kids are staring up there like hey then like they're making a like a flashback to the 90s and parents are like huh that's the 90s but i don't remember anyone laughing or anything it's just like yep that's the 90s there's that 90s song there's this dawson's creek theme song and then the kids are like i don't get it
0: and and i that almost went over my head too because i remember dawson creek was popular but i i didn't follow the show so it was like yeah i heard
1: of well, it Well, that's the only I thing people that know i mean if you lived in the 90s even if you knew nothing i don't know anything about dawson's creek all i know is a stupid song
0: yeah i could have gotten
1: confused and thought it was party of five or whatever other bullshit <laughs> came out around that time
0: whatever similar sitcoms there were
1: that's not a sitcom sitcom stands for situational comedy. I'm pretty sure Dawson's <laughs> Creek is not a situational
0: comedy. Just so you have an idea how aware I am of Dawson's Creek. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of the things that felt like it was catered to adult is that you had uh female empowering in this movie. You had a uh, few characters well, I don't that think were g- women it's
1: strictly adult. I think that's just a modern era thing.
0: And, and and they were smart and they were trying to do a few things. You had uh one of the villains here, the enemy of the birds and the, and the pigs was a woman and and she was a smart woman. She, she had these ideas about how she would uh, defeat both of them. And she actually tried to take on two different things. She tried to take on two different forces, the birds and the pigs at the same time. And she was really close at doing it. And the only reason, uh, why there is a movie about this was because the pigs and the birds had to team up to take on, you know, the the, the enemies.
1: Yeah, I want to say every female character is like a genius and is an inventor and so on and so forth. And every male character is an idiot buffoon who's only there to fall on their face and look like an idiot. But they're also our protagonists like how many times does like red fuck up everything for everybody but <laughs> everyone keeps on keeping him as the lead it's very interesting cuz there's like it's like red keeps fucking up or everyone keeps fucking up except you know uh any any female character it doesn't matter i don't care even the villain even the villain has reasons you know the quote unquote uh uh villain uh the with uh, what am i looking for the the villain with a, you know, you understand his justification for being bad or whatever. It's like, oh, my my place sucks. I I want to live in a nice place, whatever. But uh, I lost my train. Oh, so Red Red does shitty things, but everyone still follows him, even to the point where they're like, like Red has like um, what's that disorder? It's like a, a imposter syndrome, where it's like, oh, nobody likes me. I'm gonna be alone. But like he keeps wanting to save the day or whatever even though he keeps fucking up and like everyone says don't worry red we still love you (laughs) so it's like a weird mixed messaging of him being an incompetent idiot or everyone being incompetent everyone's still saying they love him uh every like everyone that's following him thinks it's an idiot or specifically like the female lead the silver you know the, uh, the 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 fake romantic lead for the male bird character or whatever you know, she thinks he's an idiot or whatever. And then, you know, he. she still follows him, but then eventually teaches him that he needs to learn to work together with people and people will love him or, I, I don't know, everything about this movie surface level. Don't think this movie has a point or a, or is deep or, you know, it's trying to teach you something.
0: Yeah. I guess that's, that's kind of like why I think it, it got a little bit of a higher score where you just said it Red the bird, the angry bird starts one way where he's afraid of being alone and then, as the movie progresses, he starts to grow as a character. I think all of them start to grow as a character. Is it just reds journey?
1: I, I guess, I mean, nobody else talks and like, nobody has a character arc. Like uh, the bad, the bad pig, Leonard, he, he doesn't do anything except be the butt of a joke. Every pig is the butt of a joke. Uh, The other birds that aren't red are the butt of a joke. Silver, you know, I guess keeps things on the, on the rails. The bad guy does bad guy things. I mean, I guess Red learns
0: a lesson, sure. So I guess that kind of helped with bumping up the score, maybe because we haven't seen the first one. And it's because he learned to
1: listen to okay. a girl who was smarter than him.
0: Or she and just has that really built
1: into her eyes because she, every time she looked at something, she can all like just like a beautiful mind or I mean, like some <laughs> other movie. She can see the formulas in her
0: or Goodwill Hunting. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, Beautiful Mind is right. Uh, Russell Crowe could see formulas. He could see math. And, and uh, this character, Silver, uh, empowering woman, she she could see math too. And what I enjoyed about the character, Silver, was that they didn't shove it down our throat or, or make us like her. It's just like, hey, this is her. This is what she does. Uh, Red would come up with a plan. And then she'd say, yeah, this plan is wrong, and I'm going to tell you why and then red's like yeah but we're still going to do it cuz i'm the leader she's like okay you know and and it wasn't trying to force you that that uh, feminism or or girl empowerment so so far well, it
1: didn't it didn't force it but like i said every male character is an idiotic buffoon
0: but i There's think n- go <laughs> no go ahead
1: well i mean like i i mean, you could I, it's all about balance. it's all about equality and balance i mean red is a flop
0: like it's
1: like I'm not going to listen to you, but my plans will still work because we have poor screenwriters. <laughs> so like, I don't know, you, you need to you need to bounce it out eventually like sometimes he listens to her or something or he learns the power of friendship and, you know, teamwork or something and then eventually he stops taking credit for something he didn't really want to take credit for. The only reason he wanted to take credit for stuff is because he
0: feared of dying alone. I don't know. I think Just he wanted to come. be alone cuz when when he's Well,
1: I mean, I'm guessing that's what his arc was from the first movie was him wanting to be isolated. And then and then he gets the respect of everybody because he saves the day. I guess he invented slingshots because that's how everyone travels. We didn't see the first movie. Yeah, we did. Nobody didn't. listening. But uh, <laughs> yeah, he invented he invented slingshots. And then everyone says, we love you, Red. I thought that was going to be a dream. Like the start of the movie's like, oh, we love you, Red. I thought it was going to be a dream. It wasn't. Whatever. I didn't watch the first movie. Uh, and then the whole movie is him feared, like, I have to save everybody again, because otherwise I'll lose everybody. But he's also a dumb idiot, and then he fucks up all the time, too. I don't know.
0: Well, it has that office humor. Um, Michael Scott's an idiot, but yet everyone at the office still follows him. And, but he and- never
1: felt like lovable. Like, I feel like I got more out of Josh Gad being, like, weird and hyper, and I got more out of fake Seth Rogen played by Danny McBride just this goofy one-off character, or not really one-off, but you know, ancillary characters. Like, I don't remember, Red other than like, advancing the plot, I don't remember Red being much of a character. You Know what I mean? Yeah. Uh... Like, Red and Silver are the people like, who are supposed to keep things on track, but uh, uh, outside of them just advancing the plot, I don't remember any interesting characteristics about them. Like, Red's supposed to be the angry bird, but I don't recall him being very angry in this movie. Someone made a joke. He has resting bird face. (laughs) Adults can laugh at that. But uh, like other than like he wasn't mean or angry or anything. He was just, you know, hey, we're doing this thing.
0: Yeah, I I really um, I I enjoyed the journey. And and I know that you're complaining about the characters that it's like, oh, all the men are incompetent. But the way I looked at it, it's pretty much how I I live my life where it's like, yeah, you know, I just want to take it easy, relax. You know, not stress over things and, and let somebody else worry about it. Uh, you know, if, if there's a woman and she is smarter than me, but she's willing to do more work than me, uh, I'm not going to feel bad or intimidated. Yeah, but that's I'm... not
1: Red's character. Red's character is, I'll take it from here and Red... I'll fall on my face and we'll still get the job done. <laughs> I don't know why I need to learn to listen to
0: you. It, it, it was that change of the character, the character well, maturing.
1: Like, a, yeah, but it's very surface level. He does mature, but for no, like he didn't really learn the lessons like, oh, even though I've been fucking up before and my plans, fail, like, you know, keep succeeding this one time. It doesn't work quite as much as I'd like it to. I listened to you that one time and then I learned the power of cooperation. So everything's I, all, it's all surface level. None of it matters.
0: I guess this is where it kind of shows the weakness of the writers. So they, they have an idea. They have the character where he starts. They have an idea where they want the character to end. But they don't know how to develop it, so they introduce a, a B story.
1: I mean, if they if they spent like five fucking minutes to stop licensing Baby Shark and whatever other garbage they can license, like I don't know. I think they're trying to go for like the most licensed music for a soundtrack because like every fifteen seconds is a licensed song. If they if they stop trying to cut away to stupid licensed music and try developing the plot for five freaking minutes, then like maybe I might give a shit about these characters or anything that's happening in this movie.
0: Yeah, you're right cuz the credits for the music is longer than the credits for the animation. So they had more music in it than they had animators working on the movie.
1: Mm, we just need to make a, a movie that dumb idiot babies will drag their parents to and will be bigger than Endgame. <laughs> it's cheaper to license music than to hire uh incompetent writers apparently.
0: Yeah, and and animators too. Everything.
1: Yeah. Oh, also the short uh what was I don't know what it was called? But the oh, something like about really, hair. Yeah, it had really bad low frame rate. It didn't look so great, but I, it was a Kickstarter-funded thing, so I guess that's why. I, don't know. So, yeah, I so think they were trying to make a play for the Oscars. Like, we want to be the next Pixar. but. Eh.
0: So that's very uh, inspirational for anyone that wants to be an animator or a, or a filmmaker. Uh, if you kickstart your movie, you, there might be a chance that your movie will end up being in, uh, in um, theaters, and you can have it screened in front of everyone. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, your if your dream is to have a
1: like a crazy fucked up username and to kickstart a movie that wants to make a play at the Oscars or to come before a thing, uh, your stupid retarded name might make it in the credits for a major motion pictures short film that makes it in a movie theaters.
0: What well, What was the name that you remember? The The font was I, no, too small for me. I
1: <laughs> I didn't care, but like you know, smokes joints sixty nine ass liquor or whatever you know if you want to make that as your username for a kickstarter by all <laughs> means sneak your sneak your name into a thing that like is for children
0: that shows up before angry birds 3 and and it was a really nice little short film and and a tearjerker eh,
1: no it felt very surface level and very sony
0: oh i see but we don't know what the origin is uh about it uh if it was something that was thought up of as sony and they didn't know how to how to produce it and they went towards crowdfunding or if this was actually people that did it crowdfunding and somehow sony acquired it uh i don't know
1: it felt surface. i mean
0: j- in in classic sony fashion everything
1: about it just felt weird and not 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 right not like it felt a it felt like like an attempt at being woke because it's about uh like a black family b it it made an attempt at pulling at the heartstrings because the parent has cancer uh c it made an attempt at the oscars because of a and b i mean like everything about it just made it feel kind of weird and markety and dirty and based off of an algorithm that some executive made out made up i don't know i mean i'm hoping it was made by a genuine people that cared about the story but everything when i was sitting back and watching i'm like you mm, know this doesn't this this irks me <laughs> It it touched something that you're missing in the center of your chest, your heart. No, because I I can cry and I cry during Toy Story four. I tear up, you know. <laughs> no spoilers, but you know Woody dies. He gets impaled on a traffic cone. But I mean, in this, it's just like, and the mom has cancer. And I'm like, really? That's that's your play. Like, it seems like the mom's dead, which is fine. But then it's like, oh, but the mom has cancer, and she has to learn to live with being bald. But it's okay because bald is beautiful. I'm like, yeah. But so it, angry it, bird sucks.
0: It threw me off because I thought the mom was dead the whole time. Mm. Because it was like, oh, I want to get my hair done to honor my mom's memory. Which I don't know if your mom has cancer and she's losing her hair, and then you want to do different hairstyles. Isn't that kind of like, oh, hey mom, look, I have hair and you don't.
1: And then it, like the like so the little girl's watching like her mom's vlog about how to do hair, and then like she's doing her daughter's hair. And then she gets that her hair done. And then it says, see, that's all it was easy, right? And all it takes is a little bit of hard work. Because when (laughs) you put your mind to it, you can accomplish anything. And then all your dreams will come true. Like it was a weird phony message from the mom just making a hair tutorial. Like I've seen a handful of tutorials, obviously not to, you know, style out my my afro or anything like that. But like, I don't think anyone ever says, and then all your dreams come true if you just put your mind to it and have a, fa- oh, like, and have a family that loves
0: you. I think that was love a...
1: <laughs> is what makes the world go round. So enjoy your new hairdo.
0: I think that was a message for the audience. So anyone that's curious, the short film is called Hair Love. Mm-hmm. That's that's the name of the, the short film that starts before Angry Birds 2, which I guess Sony's trying to follow the Disney model the pixar model oh well, pixar like I,
1: model i wouldn't like because i don't know if disney shorts disney like exclusive of pixar has won any oscars but i know that the you know pixar pretty much wins an oscar for its shorts all the time and it just felt like hey uh into the spider-verse won an oscar what if we make uh, a short battle a short for the oscars and i wouldn't be surprised if it's getting nominated but i would be surprised if it wins
0: yeah. So it's something that I hopefully remember come Oscar season to see what happens. Uh, yeah,
1: we'll see. We'll see how right I am. If it wins, just like if it's like the Bohemian Rhapsody of like, oh, it just needs to hit all the points that, you know, the Oscar voters are looking for, then it'll surely win. Cause some weird creepy executive had a spreadsheet and some bullet points of things he wanted for a short that people are into in 2019. And, that'll get me loads of money and cash and oscar nominations and all sorts of goodies and then i can hire these people for less <laughs> it wasn't you, it
0: wasn't the creatives that made this it was my spreadsheet what do i need you for <laughs> so what's your uh recommendation for this movie it, i mean
1: it feels like it's only for little kids but only like in like kids <sighs> Don't buy it if you're a reasonable adult. If you haven't seen, if you're not a fr- fan of the franchise, if you have discernible tastes and are grown up, and so on and so forth, it only, it it should only be seen by children who are waiting for it to show up on a Friday night on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon or whatever.
0: Oh, my recommendation for this movie. Um, we saw this movie really early because they're making the push to get the movie out of theaters. And we well, had a theater I mean, it was a
1: small uh, auditorium, but I mean, it was, it was relatively packed. We were sitting close to the front.
0: Yeah, but there were no afternoon or evening shows, so we had to go to an early showing.
1: Well, I mean, I guess that's how you sell movies to kids for children is, hey, uh, watch the early morning matinees for the parents just to get the kids out of the house.
0: So uh, we saw it early, and uh, I wanted to fall asleep because I was really tired. But I was being so entertained with the movie, I could not fall asleep. I was just enjoying it. And Mm -hmm. for that, my recommendation is in the middle of don't miss it and see it when you get a chance. I mean, I know you didn't like it. If you have the mind of a
1: child who's (laughs) unable to comprehend things larger than his own own surroundings, then yes, go and see it. To any children listening who has the same uh brain function and capacity is my co-host
0: and by all means <laughs> it's just that it was fast i liked it it was like watching a cartoon movie on caffeine and it was it like
1: w- a ton of jokes that like like a lot of the times there was like i don't know bits or something that happened and it kind of like left me like turn my head like a dog going Rrr! like i didn't get <laughs> it like oh like what like uh okay so the, there's the three little chicks on the island oh, yeah, this is oh the stupid B story that looks like it should have, like, belonged as a DVD extra, <laughs> where, like, none of it mattered until the way end, where they just happened to tie things together to solve the problem or whatever. But, like, these three little chicks are trying to get some eggs back, which feels like a Pixar short from, like, 20 years ago. Like, oh, we're, we're we're struggling. A new dramatic event occurs every time we try to get these eggs. And then they see a snake, and then... And then they're uh, what, the three little chicks are like, okay, well, now we got to get the eggs back. And then it cuts away from the screen. And then you hear a lot of punching noises. And then all the three chicks emerge. And they're all covered in snake, you know, snake belts, snake hat, snake boots. And then like the little chicks like, that got pretty dark. And I'm just like, <laughs> huh? It's funny in hindsight, but I was staring there like, well, oh, that's what you're going, you, kill- you killed the snake? Huh? Okay, it seems weird for a kid's movie. And you didn't really earn that, whatever. Like the writers, like like I say, surface level. It's just like, what's funny? Well, well, you know what's really funny? Really
0: dark shit for no good reason. That's funny. But like, yeah. Yeah, I guess the writers must have seen Children of the Corn before they, they wrote that scene. They said, hey, why don't we have something like this? These uh, really dark, creepy kids. And I don't know, that that really got to me because it was like, oh, you know, they they lose their little siblings in this and they still go after and try to save them instead of being like well that's the end of that we tried the situation got too hard well
1: obviously you don't do that in a kids movie but it was like a like i was ex- you know you're expecting like a proper resolution like hey how are we gonna get the eggs from the snake not cut away cut away and then come back and then everyone everyone's wearing a bunch of snake leather because they killed the snake you know, like in like traditional Looney Tunes fashion or like, I don't know, the Jungle Book or something, you know, you uh, you jump around and then you like eventually trick the snake into tying itself into a knot. And then you grab your, you know, your sisters, siblings, whatever. And then you run away and it's like, we did it. We saved it. But no, you did some weird dark thing that came out of left
0: field. Well, it was like, well, everyone's seen that weird Disney thing where the snake wraps around itself. So, uh, well, but here's.
1: You- a- I mean, these ra- these writers are obviously incompetent. They don't know how to write, you know, good humor. Because for the most part, the audience is silent. Even children who are supposed to laugh at, like, you know, oh, the pigs wearing a thong barely laugh at it. <laughs> but like, you know, stick stick with the fundamentals. If you're un if you're unable to go, you know, a little outside the box in your humor, if you can't do dark comedy, try
0: sticking to your shitty slapstick. Well, you know why they did what they did. They spent so much on music, they didn't have any more budget for more animation.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the whole movie's trash.
0: When there's a when there's a moment in the movie
1: where someone's eating pig snot and everybody in the theater is groaning and nobody's laughing, I think you might have fucked up in your writing. Yeah, and, and then I'm... you go back to
0: that well. <laughs> I mean, there there was stuff in the movie, but I kind of liked how it wasn't that predictable. You saw a couple things coming. And they didn't happen that way. Oh, I can. Next time I see you, I can kick you in the nuts. Will that be hilarious? No, not for and me. Take but your wallet. And, if you know, if if I see some dirt in your eyes, if, if I see it and happen well, to I somebody else, it wouldn't else. be funny
1: anymore because I told you what happened. But you know,
0: I'll, I'll have to do something else. No, next but if next it, time I see you, if it happens, I'll punch you in the throat. <laughs> well, no, I can't do that one. If it happens to somebody else, it's funny. But if it happens to me, it's it's, it's not funny to me. Yeah. Whatever. Well, this is a, a good transition to the spoiler, where we can talk about uh, some of the unpredictable stuff that, that that I liked about the movie, that uh, helped me give it the score that I did. And um, we're now we're in the spoiler section. So if you haven't seen this movie, um, I recommend Who cares, you pause it. It came out a
1: month ago. <laughs> this is for dumb children.
0: <laughs> I recommend you pause this, watch the movie, and then come back. And for those of you that followed my co-host advice and don't care and think this is stupid and not watching, well, welcome to the spoiler section. So uh, what I liked was how the third act turned into a James Bond movie, how they had to infiltrate the uh, the lair, the evil lair, and they came up with this really funny plan, and you have these two guards and they're looking at, at this disguise and they're like, Oh, you can tell these are the angry birds and, and the pigs. And they're trying to wear a disguise and pull the fast one over us. And, and they actually say that the guard says, Hey, they're in disguise and they're trying to infiltrate our lair And then the other guy comes up with that quick joke. He's like, no, that's the new guy.
1: Well, that wasn't a joke. That guy was serious. The first guy is like, Hey, don't you think those are the guys trying to infiltrate the base? And the other guy's like, no, this is the
0: new guy. Yeah, I, I like that joke. It was it was very uh Well don't say that he, like
1: don't make it sound like the second security guard was joking. The joke <laughs> is <laughs> that the the guy's an idiot. I don't mind stupid humor, but you know.
0: Yeah, I, I like that stupid the rest humor. Of, I mean like
1: the whole movie isn't like, hey, we get it we're stupid. We're making a movie based off of a video we're making a sequel based off of a the first movie which was just, you know, made f- off of a video game because it was popular in back in two thousand and eight when the
0: iPhone first came out. And then there's this other scene that I liked. It's still in the third act, and it's still following with that theme of uh, James Bond. And it borrows a little bit from James Bond and Mission Impossible, the the last one that came out. What's the the really good one that everyone likes? Fallout?
1: Uh, That was the most recent one.
0: Yeah. And Casino Royale, where they had a a fight scene in the bathroom.
1: Well, I wouldn't really call it a fight scene. I mean, like, I'm going to (laughs) say that
0: one sequence was the, the most
1: humorous like, everybody was laughing because it was, like, good slapstick, good, you know, comedic timing and so on and so forth. I mean, that that was good. Everybody loved that. Why can't the rest of the movie be like that? Why does it have to go to Baby Shark or, you know, playing White Snake Here, White Snake, here I Go Again or, like, aha, take on me or whatever. I mean, I might have made that last one up. I don't know. If you know a <laughs> song that came out in the 80s and call it out, you might get it right. You might You might be right on the soundtrack. I don't know. So focus less on that and focus more on, you know, good – I don't mind like Three Stooges dumb humor. Give me more of that. At at least be that throughout. Don't just give me little bits and pieces of it.
0: Yeah. So those are two examples of the unpredictability that I liked.
1: By not being stupid enough.
0: (laughs) That I liked about the movie, and then the third unpredictability is uh, the villain in this movie. She's an eagle, and she she builds this machine that's gonna destroy Bird Island and Pig Island. And the bird and Angry Bird Red and Silver and his whole crew, they come up with this plan to destroy the the machine. And as they're trying to follow through on their plan to destroy the machine, they have certain kinks in them. Uh, I think one of the things is they have to pull on this lever and the lever breaks. And then they have this little device, something similar to what Q makes for James Bond devices. And they make this device and then the device helps with the lever. But it still doesn't work, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, this is where like you already have it's not going to work because the lever breaks." And then they come up with this improvisation, and it ends up working. But it's still the plan doesn't work, and then they come up with another thing to uh, to fix the situation. And and that was like another example of the unpredictability.
1: Well, I mean, that's called screenwriting when you set up something from earlier in the movie and then pay it off, and then you know the and then or like but and therefore the what you're supposed to do in screenwriting where you know obstacles keep coming forth and then our our protagonists have solutions for them yeah sure i'm I'm guessing you're learning how movies are made 37
0: (laughs) years into your lifespan cool yeah but you know this was a kid's movie so they didn't have to come up with all of that they could have just put something stupid well
1: it's interesting that they put most of the most of their writing efforts towards the end of the movie when i was my arms were already folded and that like my, my brows furled and that you know crinkled and you know having that you know that ridge across your eyebrows you know what i'm talking about
0: yeah so you're you're already getting up until, from your
1: chair it, it took until the last 20 minutes of the movie for in your eyes
0: for it to finally get good yeah and and that's where like the score changed it's kind of like when you're watching a baseball game and your team is losing and then you got the one guy bases loaded hits a home run and the team ends up winning it it all comes together in the third act for me and and those were those examples wow i don't know
1: why you put i don't know why you make a spoiler section for and then screenwriting happened
0: I don't know. I I kind of pretty much spoiled what happens at the end. I've been spoiling this whole movie. I don't
1: know why you have a spoiler section for a movie that came out a month ago that nobody wants to see, and the only reason we're reviewing it is because you need to expense your gas.
0: The gas you
1: spent to drive to the movie theater.
0: And the uh, membership I pay so I can watch the movie. Fair enough. Yeah, I I don't know. I just, you know. Yeah, you have poor taste. I understand. No, I get it. Yeah, so... uh, yeah. yeah. Huh? Anything, else you, you <laughs> Anything else you you want to add? Jack was made about you. Anything else you want to add before we sign off to everybody? I mean, I feel right. like we talked to death about this movie. This is pretty much a thorough cliff notes of the movie. Yes.
1: Uh, I I recommend this movie only for just so people, whoever comments, the one or two people who happen to listen to this and have seen this movie and will comment, am I crazy? Is this movie stupid? Why is the score so high? I think if you see it, you might know why. But, I mean, I don't get it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Why is the audience score so much higher? What, they seemed they seemed in, in line with the critics for the last one. I didn't see the last one. Was it really that much worse? Or did they dupe you in this one? Post the <laughs> link in the comments or whatever.
0: Yeah, download the Anchor app, send us a voicemail, or type in the comment section of this YouTube video. And uh, let us know... Uh... What was the question? What did you think? Did you think uh, this movie was that bad and didn't deserve the score? And whatever else my co-host said?
1: Yeah, see, that. See that's you're doing podcasting bad. You need to always have a call to action at the end of your shows. Do you yes. think I'm nuts? <laughs> Am I crazy? Or is the whole world crazy? Or is it the children who are wrong?
0: <laughs> well, everybody... Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, our review of Angry Birds 2. Thank you for listening to us, whether it's on the Anchor app, Spotify, Google Podcast, whatever have you. That's the benefit of taking our podcast on the go. You get to hear it first. Uh, Then I got to edit it and upload it to YouTube, and that takes a little longer, so it shows up on YouTube later. But search for us, Platitude Era. Social media tags, they're somewhere in this video. If you could find them, follow us. If you can't find them, well, Try again in the next video. Bye-bye, everyone.